on. Okay, y'all, let's get going. I'm really excited to bring on Allie today because we are talking about her super cool company that she has, Austin Redco, and her journey as an entrepreneur and slash side hustle. So thanks so much for joining today, Allie. No, I'm excited. This is my first podcast. Oh, awesome. Um, That's so exciting. As a guest. As yes, a guest. totally. I That's love listening cool. to podcasts, but... Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird kind of being the subject. So yes, yes. it'll be fun. It's <laughs> super fun. Thanks so much for jumping on. So tell everybody, um, kind of give a general description of what Austin Rugco is. Yeah. So I founded Austin Rugco about two years ago and it was really out of a need to be creative. So I, I do have a day job that, um, is, not as much fun. It's not as creative. I work in medical sales, so um, it does give me stability and um, allows me to be able to afford to start a company on my own. I mean, I think I live in Austin, Texas, and the popular thing to do is have a, a side hustle or a small <laughs> business, but either you have to have someone supporting you or, yeah. uh, you know, have investors. So, sure. um, Right now I'm doing the balancing act of trying to do both. Mm -hmm. um, but Austin Rugco sources vintage rugs. A lot are from Morocco and Turkey. But we've also started to produce our own products, which I'm most excited about. Um, kind of my big lifelong dream since as, you know, elementary school is, is being a creator. And as I've gotten older, I think I really want that to be more of a lifestyle brand and creating products that um, add value to your life, but are fun and are a reflection of who you are in the space that you want to live in. Yeah. So we've also created a new concert mat and we call it the Boo You concert mat. These are the first version. They were made out of vintage Turkish rugs. And so Boo You in Turkish actually means magic. So it's oh, kind cool. of a fun That's super little fun. play on words. Yeah. Um, like magic carpet. So yeah. Yeah, so we created that. So it's really just um, one of those Turkish rugs. And then I've paired uh, a carrying strap and a strap around the middle to be able to carry this mat to concerts. You know, ACL is a big deal here. Sure. Go to Barton Springs. Or if you're just going hiking, being able to have um, a place to sit and kind of center yourself while you're enjoying these activities and people around you. Yeah, I love that. And y'all have got to check out her website because this stuff is super cool. First of all, before I go any further, tell everybody what the website is so they can find all of the, these things. Yes, it's austinrugco.com. Right. So it's enough. nothing too crazy. Yeah. You should remember it. Yeah, yeah. So where did you come up with this idea of using the rugs to make, like how did that all come together? Well, originally the the idea for the company in general, I moved to Austin like two and a half years ago and I downsized incredibly. I used to live in the Midwest where now I find I was actually like a baller up there <laughs> because, you know, you can buy a lot of house and have a big yes. yard and yes. things like yes. that. So <laughs> coming so to Austin was different. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to settle in fast and that Austin was a good fit for me. So I bought a home and it was smaller than any apartment or space that I've ever lived in. Crazy. So I, it's like 800 square feet. And so mm -hmm. all my belongings and my vintage rugs and all my like favorite possessions, I had to try to figure out how do I curate this space where I feel like this is my oasis and my time to kind of recharge. Yeah. But 
with all with no not that much space. Right, right. So I actually had the flu shortly after, and so I had some downtime where I was starting to shop for vintage drugs that actually would fit in my house. And so it's always been kind of a passion for me to find unique pieces, mm-hmm. both modern and vintage. Mm-hmm. And so as I started to search online, I began to see there were, you know, these vendors and pur- purveyors that that's all they did. Like these families in Turkey would export rugs to the U.S. And the more I started to discover, you know, price points and that there were ways that I could negotiate better terms if I bought, you know, several or a large amount. And I kind of thought, wow, maybe this is it. You know, I think I have a good aesthetic and style. I've always loved interior design. And maybe this was how I step out and start taking a risk and starting a new business. Yeah. So then where did the the rug part come in with the, like the carrying, like how did that? Will you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an idea person and I think anyone that is listening that is also an idea person or a daydreamer, they should keep it up because it's actually, <laughs> I feel like it's one of my hobbies is daydreaming. <laughs> is daydreaming and thinking about things I want for myself in the future. And so that includes products that I want in my brand. And, you know, I'd been in Austin for a year, maybe longer. And, you know, I had gone to ACL, I had been to Barton Creek and there is a lot more green space in Austin that everyone enjoys. And so as we were, you know, going through these activities, that idea popped into my head, like how fun and cool would it be to have something that I could carry without like a blanket or a chair, which no one wants to carry that stuff. Um, and especially like ACL, it's hot. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be in the, I'm like kind of an old lady now. I don't (laughs) want to be in the crowd touching people. Yes. No, I feel (laughs) you. Um, and so having something that's fashionable and purposeful for something like that, um, I thought would be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so too. And so how do you figure out how do you source these? Like, how do you figure out where you want to get these from the rugs? So the rugs, I really did my own research online. I literally was reaching out by email to these random vendors that had either websites or were on different platforms where they would sell their goods. And so kind of trial and error and just asking honest questions. I mean, the worst thing, and this is something that I think my day job has helped me ask honest questions. And usually people are willing to answer yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, and so if you get no's like whatever, like what's yeah, a no right, going to do? Right, ask right. someone else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, how, let's see, I lost my train of thought of the next well, question I was going to ask you. And I actually would love to add, so that's where, that's kind of how I found my vintage drugs. But what I'm really excited about right now is I've actually started to produce my own custom rugs and these mats oh, yes. in Mexico. In Mexico, how fun. Yeah, so I, I took a couple trips last year, actually more for leisure, and realized that you know there's a lot of communities in Mexico, like San Miguel, Oaxaca, where these families usually have a textile mm-hmm. or uh, a handmade good that supports their, their family in these communities. So um, I have a friend, um, Allison at Stampworthy Goods, and she also sources some of her things from Mexico. So she kind of connected me with some people. And so I've had some trial and error, but I have these custom rugs now that are being made in Mexico. So I feel like 
these ideas are starting to come to life. Come to life, yeah. I'm very excited. I just got my first like shipment of like three of my designs and a couple different sizes. So I haven't launched yet, but I'm ecstatic. (laughs) Are you like designing like the colors and the everything, everything about the rug? Yeah. So the colors, like they ask, like, you know, they have like all these different palettes of the way they um, use natural ingredients and like plants and stuff to create these dyes. So they're like specific to what I asked them to do, which is really fun. Um, so yeah, I design them and tell them what colors and the sizes that I want. And yeah, so it's been pretty crazy. That's, that's really, so are you doing this out of your house? Like, how are you storing all of this stuff? Yeah, so I do have a storage unit. That's okay. a great question. Yeah, like, yeah. No, we're all in the same know. little house. So uh, <laughs> I did have to get a storage unit, yeah. but I also needed one for like I don't have a garage and stuff. So I keep you know camping gear and like you know coolers and stuff in mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah. So then, how did you kind of maneuver the side hustle thing? I know I'm sure a lot of people out there are kind of playing with the idea, or like you, they like to daydream, have all these great ideas how did you kind of go into this side hustle thing? And then what are some tips you can give to get started with that? For sure. Well, it is no easy task. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that. And if, um, even as a go-getter and someone who's self-motivated, trying to learn a new skill set that is as large as owning a small business is intimidating. Sure. Um, You're not really sure where to start it. So it's overwhelming. And I still feel that way. I'm still learning. But I think things that have helped me is aligning with other small business owners and trying to learn from their process. Mm -hmm. But then also allowing yourself, if you don't think that process is what you should be doing, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I felt guilty for a while or people, other business owners looked at me like, oh, they're not doing it right. Or they're not doing it my way. They're not going to be successful. And I had to tell myself to stop thinking that they can think it fine. That's okay. Right. But this is my brand and this is my idea and this is my daydream. Yeah. And so I think that what, that is what's going to make your brand and your company unique, like yourself. Yeah. 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 You copy everybody. I don't think you're going to have as have that same uh unique company that you were meant to have right yeah no i agree for sure and though i mean that's what makes your company special is you i mean that's you know wh- what do you think were some of the biggest mistakes that you made or like looking back are there things where you wish you had known kind of one of those hindsight kind of things that you would have done different well i think in addition to aligning with other small business owners is i had to research. I had to dig deep. I had to figure out, you know, I read a lot of books. I talked to a lot of other business owners. I listened to podcasts. I had to figure out, are my personal finances in order for me to take on this project? And if you're really honest with yourself through, you know, researching and looking at your money and you have to do that. I, I just, really want to stress like I'm keeping my day job because I'm I'm single and I don't have children and things or a family mm-hmm. that is going to step in and and save me right and I think you know even the time we're in now this pandemic and 
gosh, the airlines don't even have their finances in order. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it is a, biz, a yeah. big task. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, there is a time where you have to take the first step and you have to take the leap. You have to take a risk. And those change from the beginning where I'm like, oh my gosh, should I even tell people about my business idea? Are they going to think it's stupid? And that, you know, those were my original fears. And now I'm like, you know what, if they don't like my business idea or my daydream, they don't have to hear about it because I'm on a mission. I'm going to execute these things because it's what I want to do. Right. And people can support me and some people can be skeptical and that's okay. Yeah. And either, even if it, I keep the day job for longer than I ever thought, who cares? Yeah. You know, these com- like companies out in the world make it look easy because they have millions of dollars. And I think small business owners, we carry the same pressure when we're looking at a Nike ad or people on Instagram and we have to pause and think, okay, what's actually approachable for me? To, like what expectations are real for me right now? And it's not million dollar ads. It's not maybe even advertising right now. Maybe it's, you know, building out my brand and making sure that's accurate before I even try to advertise. Mm -hmm. So these, those things take longer. And if you're anything like me, I always hold myself to higher expectations that are likely not possible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a sign of a true entrepreneur though. I mean, I think we all do that. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Like it's, it's impossible not to, I think you just have these this vision and you want it now or you want it yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. But that just means that you have expectations for yourself. Really? And that's the first, I mean, if you do not keep yourself accountable and you don't keep yourself moving forward when you have a small business, no one is going to do that for you. And likely people are going to, people aren't mean. And I'm not saying like people that I tell are mean, but everyone's a skeptic. Sure, of course. course. I'm a skeptic. I look at other brands and other things and everyone's constantly saying, well, I would have done it different, but I'm not them and they're not me. Mm -hmm. So I think starting to take down some of those guards were important for me. So I would continue. So I wouldn't give up. If I listened to everybody, even today, people would say you're wasting your money or I don't know, other things I don't want to hear. (laughs) Of course, of course. How did you figure out how to scale yourself? I mean, I know obviously you're, you're starting out and so you're not where you want, like you have a vision of yourself, but when you were talking about knowing like what's approachable for you and what's, you know, feasible, how did you decide what was scalable for you starting out to know how much to put into it at the beginning? Well, to your point, I am still learning. I am still scaling. I mean, my daydream is like, yeah, I'm balling. You know, I have all this awesome lifestyle brand that has, you know, hundreds of items underneath it. But I think, again, you have to be prepared. You have to look at the hard numbers of the money that are you going to be okay in the long term? Are you okay with your retirement now? If you have children, are there things that have to take priority? I think being an entrepreneur is exciting and taking a risk and it's almost kind of popular, especially in cities like Austin and San Antonio, everybody's doing it, but you have to have your own back. Yeah. And I think 
that's really hard to tell yourself when you're really excited about an idea. So I think when I think about the ways I've scaled my business is make sure you're trying to test your ideas, make sure, you know, are other people even interested in what you're saying? And, and you have to go outside your best buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm starting to do some PR, those people are going to validate your ideas and your stance or they are going to pass. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to start considering is that good feedback? Is that, is that telling me I should pivot? Mm -hmm. Is it telling me I'm on the right track and really listening to that? But you have to ask yourself those questions. Otherwise, potentially you could be sinking money and time into something that maybe isn't your best idea until you just to step back and say, well, maybe if I do look at this differently, maybe that's my idea. Maybe that's the bigger picture but you have to allow space for yourself for that feedback. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where do you see, where do you see it going? Like, is your long, do you have an end game? Like you want to quit your job and do this is like your job. Is that, is that kind of your end, your long-term vision? I think I would love to be my own CEO. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I think that's the first time I've said that out loud. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, because of some of the things I've said earlier in this podcast, not everyone believes in your dream. Of course. And while that's okay, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to hear it. You have to block it. I have my enough insecurities. For sure. Like anyone else. Of course. So... Why would I ask, you know, someone else to have that same passion and vigor that I do? Um, oh my gosh, I forgot the question. Um, if you saw oh. a feeling, yeah, or what's your long-term yeah, end goal. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure when that will actually happen, but I'm not putting pressure on myself or put myself at risk to make that happen. I really am focusing on trying to make the things that I'm building now the way, you know, like making sure my brand and my business plan and my PR and the people that I've added slowly to my team are on the same page and that it's a cohesive company. Yeah. Because I think if we skip a lot of those steps while it's exciting, you're going to have to go back and address those things. And my point of view with anything in life, that's not usually the best way to do it. Yeah, no. It's usually I mean, more work and more... Right tears, right. energy. Right. You're having to undo things and then redo things. And I mean, I think that's great advice though. I mean, I think not giving yourself that, putting that pressure on yourself to have like a deadline, like this is when I'm going to quit my job and, and then setting yourself up. I mean, I think that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So where is, where did your kind of your, or what is, I guess is a better question. What is your underlying purpose with Austin Redco? Like, what was kind of that driving force that, of course, you like design and being creative, but kind of what was the purpose that you wanted to put out there with Austin Redco? So I read this book, and I would highly recommend everyone reading it. It's You Are a Badass okay. by Jen Sincero. Okay. And whether you're religious, crunchy, hippy-dippy, or not really sure what spirituality means, I think it's approachable book to to address there is a bigger purpose for each of us in this life 
Um, so if you have interest in, in finding out what that is for yourself, I think it's a great book to read and everyone reads it at a different time. I think you only will want to read it if you're ready. Right, 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 right. So I always make the recommendation, but if someone is like not in that headspace, don't read it now. Mm -hmm. Like you'll know when the right time is. Um, but that book really, there's a quote and it's, uh, my thoughts are, are inspired. And I should act on that. I mean, I'm ad-libbing, but, and that really spoke to me because, you know, I have a lot of drive time in my day job and that's where these daydreams and these ideas come out. And, you know, it comes out in other places like nature and things when I'm alone, but when I'm driving, I am alone and I am seeing, you know, the Texas countryside. And so all those ideas, I think they're, everyone has ideas that we can act on. They're inspired thoughts. So what does that look like? I mean, if we actually acted on some of these inspired thoughts, where would we be in a month or a year? What would we create within our families? What would we create, you know, maybe a business, maybe a new interest? I don't know. I think there's something to that. And I think everyone can tap into that. So I hope this brand and this company will be a reflection of that because that's where it all started was an inspired idea. That I acted on. Yeah, yeah. So inspiring other people to be inspired. Yeah. yeah I love that. <laughs> Inspiration, like uh, inception. <laughs> yes, no, it's so cool. I love, well, and I think it's true. And I think that's the kind of the premise of this podcast is, you know, you, everybody has to find their purpose and find what works for you. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's what you're doing. I mean, I think it's, it's everything that you're doing is exactly that. Well, you're doing it too then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. That's right. So, um, I like to finish with, uh, well, actually first, before I, finish, before I finish with that last question, where can people find you on social media? Um, I know you said your website, but where can people, because I know like, lots of people like to check out everything on Instagram or Facebook. Where are you most active? Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, of course. Um, Instagram is usually where I'm most active. Um, so it's Austin Rugco is my handle and I'm also on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's usually where I live and I'm, I usually share a good amount of my stories of kind of like my daily life and, um, I really love, well, I used to love to travel Texas, <laughs> uh, when I could, and I, I like to share a lot of that. And then as I launch products and things, I love to, to introduce that to my audience on Instagram. Awesome. Perfect. So I like to finish with the same question. What do you think is the most important thing people can do to live with purpose? One, I think that's a great question. (laughs) And I think if you're even asking yourself that question, you're headed in the right direction. I mean, just in general, I mean, as I get older, you meet new friends and new acquaintances, you change jobs and you start to see who's aligning with your values. So I think that question is a great one. I hope you keep asking it because people need to hear, hear these things and create pause because I think we do inspire each other by our stories. Mm -hmm. I think my answer to that question would be to trust yourself and to trust in those inspired thoughts and ideas because no one's going to do that for you. And maybe someone has already had that thought or that idea, but they never acted on it. Or you have a unique uh, perspective in this idea. And I think those are important and you should listen to them. 
I love that. It's so true. Yes, I agree 100%. Awesome. Thank you, Allie. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I can't wait to see where Austin Rudco goes. I'm excited for you and your side hustle. And I'm really hoping that this is inspiring someone who's listening to just do it and just start that side hustle they've been thinking about. I agree. And people can reach out to me. Um, my email is Allie at AustinRugCo.com. And I usually am pretty honest um, if you guys have questions mm -hmm. and just take the first step, but make sure you're planning uh, to make yourself, to make sure you're successful. Yeah. You know, no one else is going to do that for you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, Allie. I appreciate it. Thanks for having you. me on. This yeah. was fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.